This is Jeremy Hemsley of the Sheffield Sharks. This is Lloyd Gardner, head coach of the Manchester Giants. This is Lavelle Cook of the Surrey Scorchers. This is Matthew Brian Eminen of the Cheshire Phoenix. This is Vince McCauley of the London Lions. And you are now tuned into. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned into the BBL show. The BBL show. The BBL show. Welcome to season two, episode two of the BBL show. I am Jay Marriott. He is Drew Lasker. How are you, my friend? All good up north, my friend. Uh, but I got a question for you, Jay. I'm starting to get some concerns if you and those Gloucester people are trying to take over the podcasting world, because obviously you're the co-host of the BBL show. And now the WBBL review has Melita as the co-host. So, you know, what, what are you guys trying to do down south? It's just a slow, steady takeover. You know, we, we, we work in silence, you know, and uh We'll slowly get out there. I was also on on with Marcel Abbott the other day, so I'm sure that'll be released this week. So, um, yeah, you can't escape us. We, we have we have a preseason game this weekend as well, so things are coming a little <laughs> thick and fast right now. So, be ready. Awesome. Well, congratulations to uh, Melita for um, becoming a co-host of that show. Really excited to see where that podcast goes. She she's perfect for that role. She just loves to talk, so that's that's all we need to know. But that, that that's probably the 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 pot calling the kettle black, right? I can't. Uh, I like to talk myself. So here we go. Episode two. We welcome London Lions GM Brett Berman to the show to discuss his new role, Europe, and season expectations. But first, let's catch up around the league. It's your social media spy. It's the Marriott Minutes. Okay, Plymouth Patriots have been busy with announcements of Joe Hart, Cam King, Liam Carpenter, and Sean Shelton, all due to join the club. Kipper Nichols and Nate Montgomery is back with the Sharks. Johnny Bunyan continues as a rock. The vet is back in the north. Wesley Person will replace Matt Scott as an eagle due to an injury, as well as youth players Yabantu and Conde will be continuing. Friend of the show, Captain Teo is remaining a scorcher. Bristol Flyers give young forwards Landolfi and McCulloch their opportunity on the roster. And last but not least, coach Lloyd Gardner will remain as head coach of the Manchester Giants. Not sure if that was ever in doubt. Lots of preseason action from the Riders and Lions so far with more to come as episode one's Coach Kilmartin is doing the rounds with USA Select. And controversy of the week came from Ovi Soko. Throwing shade in Coach Vince McCauley's direction as he questioned if he should be the coach. Lions later deleted the reply tweet but it's clear to see there is no love in Casa Remora for Ovi and Vince. And that's this week's Marriott Minute. Ouch. And that's only week two. We got the Twitter fingers out there. and uh, <laughs> that's, yes, a, that's a big one, too. That's a big one. And yes, fans, don't you worry. We will address that here on the BBL show with our guest today. But also sad news to hear about Matt Scott, from my understanding, suffered a knee injury just not very long ago. You know, you hate to see that because he's already sat out a year last year, season ending injury this year. And so his future, it's a huge question mark. So you never want to see that on anybody, but you know, it's, it's very unfortunate, but it looks like the Eagles have 
pivoted very quickly. Got Wesley Persons, Chuck Persons' son, I believe, a Wesley Person. I can't remember which one it was. Great NBA player, by the way. Great a person. Oh, yeah. He was a killer. Assassin. Yeah, absolutely. But let's transition, guys, to you know what it is. The Alaska Look Back. In this episode of The Alaska Look Back, we rewind to the London Lions and their new GM, Brett Berman. Most value progression when it comes to their career pathway. Depending on the industry, those goals may require an open mind when it comes to location, tough decisions and uprooting your family on the drop of a dime. In the moment, the pursuit may seem stressful, unstable, and at times terrifying. But when you reach your goal, it would have all been worth it. London Lions have a new sheriff in town, Brett Berman. The Lions seem to be moving in the right direction as they are building their infrastructure that will hopefully someday bring a EuroLeague team to the capital. Brett has surely paid his dues to get to this point as he began his career as player development at Impact Basketball in Las Vegas, Nevada. After grinding on the court, he then left the desert for the Motor City into the back room as the video coordinator of the Detroit Pistons in 2012-2013. That role then led him back onto the court as he landed coaching roles with University of Miami, Hofstra, Indiana University, and the University of Tulsa. He continued to climb that ladder, landing roles as an assistant of the G League Memphis Hustle. Finally, he parlayed that into the personnel evaluator for the Memphis Grizzlies. The grind, the hustle, the sacrifice has led him across the pond as GM of the London Lions. And only Brett will know if it's all been worth it. And that is your Alaska look back. And great look back as always. Let's get our guest in the room, London Lions new GM, Brett Berman. Welcome to the show, Brett. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. What's up, Brett? I don't know if you know this, but according to my research, you are a 35-year-old politician uh, running for the Pennsylvania Senate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. someone out there shares your exact name, but welcome to the show, my man. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've never actually met him, but uh, if you if you Google me, he's uh he's up there. He's 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 gonna be he's gonna be in the White House one day. So hopefully he gets there, so people uh can't find me and they just get redirected to him at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, first of all, welcome to the league. For our listeners, just just give us a quick whistle stop of of, of your career to date. Yeah. No. Um. So. I have a coaching background, you know, I've spent my whole career in coaching, you know, been jumped back and forth from the NBA and college basketball. So, you know, I was, I was with the Memphis Grizzlies the last four years. So I was an assistant coach for their G league team, the Memphis hustle, but had a, a dual role with them as well. For the last two years, I was a personnel evalu- evaluator for them, which is, you know, part of their scouting staff, scouting for college, NBA draft, you know, everything that, that involves player evaluation. So, you know, been with them for the last four years, spent time with the Detroit Pistons, was with them. And then on the college front, you know, coached at a handful of different places. Most recently, the Indiana Hoosiers, you know, just a couple of names as well. University of Miami, um, Hofstra University in New York and University of Tulsa. So 
you know, really just have a coaching background for the most part. And, you know, the last two years have been really heavily involved in the scouting side. And, you know, now I'm, I'm here in London in the general manager role. So it's been good. You know, it's, it's given me a good breadth of seeing things from both sides, you know, from the coaching to the front office, to the scouting, to the player evaluation, to player development. So it's, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to be on both sides of the fence in that regard. Yeah, the one thing that I love about this game is, firstly, I don't know you from a can of paint, but, you know, there's that that thing that there's always that six, six degree. And uh, and hoops is more like one degree of separation because you started your career off at Impact Basketball, um, which is one of the biggest basketball skill development organizations in the United States. And a couple of summers ago, I had the uh, pleasure of kind of shadowing those guys uh, along with who fans would know, Fab Flournoy. Um, who's now the um, Toronto Raptors assistant coach. And also during your stint, like you mentioned before, you were with the Memphis Hustle, who you actually coached with one of my guys, Squeaky Johnson. So um, it, it's funny yeah. how there's always a connection in this game. But just thinking about your career, what's been one of your favorite stops so far? You know, it's a good question. This is definitely the most intriguing, you know. I think, like, Anytime you get to the NBA, it's a conversation starter because everybody thinks it's this grand, you know, heaven, paradise. It's like, whoa, you've been in the NBA and and it's cool. But the more I meet people now and they ask, like, what am I doing? Or someone's like, hey, what are you doing right now? And it's like, you know, I'm you know running a team in London, the London Lions. That actually garners more like conversation piece than anything. So like. I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you guys right now, but like, this is definitely, this is definitely the answer, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unique in itself. So, you know, I, I, like I said, every place is different. It's more about kind of the people you work with. So I've been, you know, fortunate enough to work with really good heralded coaches, good heralded, you know, general managers, you know, guys who have been in the basketball hall of fame and you just, you just kind of look at it from that lens, like who are you with, not opposed to where you are. Yeah. So it's, I, I kind of, you know, I've kind of like embraced that. Like it doesn't matter if you're in a small league or the G league or small college, like if you're with certain people, you know, you kind of go with that, you know, you kind of, the basketball branch is more about the people than it is the place in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Did you get a, a chance to come across Cody Topper as well? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know him on a personal level. You know, we've met a couple times. Um, when I was with Memphis Grizzlies, he was with uh, University of Memphis, but it's, uh, you know, didn't, didn't really have much interaction. But obviously, know about him. He, uh, one of my college coaches I work for, Tom Crean, is, is really close with him and big fan of, of his work. And I know they, you know, overlap with each other. So, yeah, you know, like I said, haven't, haven't, don't have a personal relationship with him, but, but been a fan from afar. Yeah, he played in Plymouth, so that's that's how we both know him before he, he kind of headed into coaching, so that's pretty cool. Let, let's talk about London then, this being the kind of, you know, the most intriguing stop for you. I, I want to start with something that I'm definitely intrigued in and, and many, many fans are kind of frustrated by. It, last season, the media around the European campaign was was really poor, you know, and that there was some big outcry across the league, especially social media, because they all wanted to get behind the Lions first and foremost. So that was really interesting. Like them going into Europe kind of took them out of being a competitor and all of a sudden they were the British team, you know, so everybody was really hyped to, to get behind them. 
And then secondly, as a team, you know, they're, they're flying that flag for the league. Everybody just wanted to see more. It feels this season the guys have, have kind of fallen into the same trap. So I'm just interested to see there is, is there a reason behind it? Is there something that's kind of preventing that? Is that maybe a, a request from the coach not wanting to see too much? You know, because from a marketability front, you know, this is a great time to shine, you know, get behind. Everybody knows that it isn't just basketball anymore, right? So in the NBA, everybody wants to see behind the scenes. Everybody wants to know who the player is off the court as well as on the court. So are there plans to build on that or is there a reason why it's it's intentionally quiet? Yeah, I like how you guys you guys hit me right from the get-go with the tough questions. Like <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no. No, it's a, it's a good uh, question. I think, you know, we have a ton of, of things in the works right now that have been rolling out from a media, from a communication standpoint. I don't want to give too much away because we do have a, I want to call it like a relaunch and a branding kind of coming up, which will, it is all in anticipation for kind of Europe for the men's and the, and the women's program. And I don't want to, I don't want to give too much, but, you know, basically we have, you know, we have a full fledged, you know, media team that we've, you know, contracted out that will be from the video standpoint, you know, kind of chronicling the journey of the team and awesome. and getting kind of behind the scenes footage and, and stuff of that nature. And from a film standpoint, you know, we also have, and like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to blow the cover here and, and, and get too much, you know, there'll be a nice little release, but we have, you know, a bunch of accredited filmmakers who are, you know, if I were to say their name, you hundred percent would know who, who they are, who are going to be, you know, kind of, like I said, documenting and chronicling the Jersey and putting out, you know, commercial pieces and stuff. So, you know, we want, we want the community to, to know more about the team instead of just, okay, Twitter and Instagram, but more here's a feature length, you know, I don't want to call it a film, but here's a feature length, you know, presentation of kind of, you know, building up for everything that we're doing. So, you know, we have, we have a lot of good pieces in the works. You know, like I said, our, our team has really put a ton of, of time and resources into the kind of big picture of making sure, you know, this, you know, both programs are, are highlighted and seen from a different perspective that most basketball teams aren't because most basketball teams, all you get is Twitter and Instagram. And we're looking to basically tell a story outside of Twitter and Instagram. How can you nice. see it from more than a picture, more than a reel, more than that. So, you know, that's kind of the, the big picture stuff, which I'm excited about, you know, that'll be coming, you know, within the next month, more or less, like when it's all going to be, you know, exposed and out there, but it's, it's more of a big picture thing. But to your question, you know, it's, we really want to make sure that, you know, everyone kind of understands that, okay, where we're playing in, you know, European competition for the men and, and the women, and it is a big deal. And we want to make sure that it just doesn't die on the vine with, okay, you know, here's a post, here's a tweet, here's this, but we want people to, to feel and understand who's actually playing in the games, who are the players, who are this, as opposed to just, like I said, just a picture or an advertisement, you know? So we're really trying to make it a, like immerse kind of feeling so that people in the community in London can actually, you know, learn and understand and get a better feeling of who the players are, as opposed to just seeing somebody in a, in a kit. And, you know, for 
two hours on a game. We want them to to learn to embrace and and get to know the players on both sides. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. So look, shortening that up, fans, be patient. Okay. <laughs> Fans, be patient. I'm just the same. You know, last week I was like, come on, give me some more. But we'll be patient and there's some exciting things coming, guys. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And like Jay mentioned, when you guys do put stuff out, it's great. And all the fans are asking for is they want, they just want more. Yeah, too much, too much flirting right now. (laughs) But moving on, the qualification round of the Basketball Champions League begins on September 13th with Trevisio which uh, you guys got the tough task of needing to win three games in five days to qualify. And, and the burning question for me is, is what is the goals of the London Lions this season? Because last year it was never said from London, but everyone just kind of assumed and the way London was carrying themselves. And then obviously with the, the big spending from the budget that, you know, it was mentioned on here and everywhere else that you guys needed to win three out of four domestically to basically just justifying the roster. But just give us some perspective from your perspective, from a GM perspective, what is the goal of the London Lions from a European standpoint and and domestically in the BBL? Yeah, I think first and foremost from from the European standpoint, just because it's it's first is, you know, like you said, we have a tough slate. You got to win three games in five days, which would be September 13th, 15th, and 17th, you know, if we win, we play Treviso the first game on the 13th. And, you know, we go play in the Boston Bears on the 17th. And as you, you know, you know, as, as, as player, as a coach, it's, you know, it's, you guys know this, like if you win that first game, you get momentum into the second game. So there's a catch 22 to both, but then the, you know, back end would, you know, if we do win, gets to scout you and gets extra rest and whatnot. So it is a tough challenge on both, but you know, the goal is obviously, you know, we're competing to win. You know, we, we want to be a full fledged champions league participant. So we got to win three games in you know, five days versus good caliber teams. If we don't, then we play in the FIBA Europe cup as our European designation. And for us, you know, the most important thing is this is going to be our first, you know, year as a full fledged participant, you know, in the regular season. And there's so many challenges right now with COVID, with travel restrictions, with, just everything that encompasses all that, that, you know, our goal is to be competitive, you know, to win games, to show that there's not a different level playing field amongst us and the European competition. You know, are we expecting to go out there and win and win a championship in our first full season? I would like to, is that, is that the end all be all? No, but we want to be competitive and we want to show that there is no gap. There's no disparity amongst, our players, you know, and, you know, teams that have been partaken in Europe for, you know, 10 straight years who are accustomed to it, whose, whose homegrown players are accustomed to playing in two different, you know, European, uh, a local league, a domestic league and a European league. And that's the thing more than anything, you know, I want our guys to feel who have never played in a European competition before to feel like they belong, that this is not, you know, they've put in the work, you know, they've been, they've been going at it for a while, you know, that this is not something that should be out of their realm. And, and I, and I think they're excited about that. And I'm excited about that. Our staff's excited about that. So that's on the European front, you know, for the BBL, you know, I don't, 
I don't want to say anything that you guys are going to hold me accountable for going forward. Oh, we will. Argue. No, I, I know. So I don't want to, but, but look, I mean, <laughs> the league, the league, the league is good. You know, teams are competitive. You know, you made a comment about going out there and winning, you know, 75% of the, of, of the trophies, you know, it's historically, and you know, this, you know, the league has, you know, the championship's been won by, you know, Leicester and Newcastle, you know, basically back and forth, back and forth for, you know, the, the last decade or so. So it's, it's one of those things where we come in and our goal is to win a championship. You know, no one, no one comes into it with your competitive spirit from the coaching side, from the player side, everybody comes in and, and wants to beat everyone. So, you know, to sit here and say, we have to win X amount would be a little, would be a little brash and be a little crazy. That's, that's all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure and that, but, but we have goals to come in and compete and win and, I mean, the guys are, like I said, you know, they, they're professionals and they're coming into this, this season with a mindset of, we didn't win last year. We lost the European season was, you know, we lost our qualifiers and then was canceled due to, you know, outside, you know, situations. So it's, there's, there's an edge to everyone to, you know, come away and, and let's, let's make this a special year. Let's try to win on all fronts. Thanks for providing that perspective. And I think if anything was learned last year, which we know, but, you know, just from the fans perspective that you can't buy championships, you know, it's a, it's a process. Culture has to be established. It has to be built. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really hate for you guys is that you guys didn't get that experience of the European competition last year because obviously you guys got knocked out right before because of the COVID situation, which that's going to help you more than anything is just those guys having the opportunity to go through it to know what it's like. But over here, I know you're in the States right now. There's been a lot of noise on the socials about Vince as a coach. And, you know, those are opinions. And in pro sports, when it that comes with the territory, right? So coaches and players in the BBL, you got to put on your big boy pants when it comes to scrutiny. If we're trying to get to the place that we're trying to get to in the league, that's inevitable. So it comes with it. However, Jay and I were really vocal last season that that Vince deserves this shot. He deserves this chance to take this team into Europe. He's paid his dues. He's been a, he's been around for so long. And so we support uh, we support him as coach. Um, but as your title is GM, what exactly is your role in regards to um, choosing players and coaches, or do you even have a role in that regard? Yeah, no, to the, to the first part, you know, Vince, Vince is a great coach. You know, he's, you know, I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but in my, in my opinion, like he's synonymous with British basketball, you know, absolutely. You know, he's, he's uh, everything you said, kind of, you know, just, done so much groundwork to get the team to the league people to where they are to embracing basketball and, and developing the game and I don't think anybody can ever take any anything away from that and you know someone coming from my background I have a coaching background is like what people on the outside say don't matter you know it's like when you're in the coach's locker room and you're watching film and you're at practice and you're worried about technique and execution and things of that nature, you know, wh wh what other people might say is, is, is just, you know, you, we're professional coaches, you know, it's, it's like irrelevant, like who, you know, everyone is always going to have an ax to grind somewhere. So, 
you know, I learned early in my coaching career, like, you, you know, can't please anybody. And sometimes the wins are even harder than the losses, because even after you win, it's why didn't you win by more? Why didn't you play this person? Why didn't you do this? And granted, I've never been a head coach, but, you know, being being in those rooms and being in those conversations, you know, you, you start to you start to learn that, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you can't please everyone. But but no, he's a great coach. I'm excited to, to, to be here with him, learn from him, work for him, you know, work with him. And, you know, I think to answer your question about, you know, the players and, and the roles. So, you know, my specific niche, I guess, is has been roster construction and putting the team together and kind of formulating, kind of managing everyone from, from that standard. So, you know, basically dealing with the players, dealing with the agents, dealing with, you know, managing the team in itself. So, you know, it's been a situation where I've just, as the title says, general manager, just generally managing people <laughs> and, and managing players. So, yeah, that's just kind of been my, my focus and, you know, kind of my, my imprint on the team. Yeah. No, I, I like that. That seems like um, a really good blend. You know, when you talk about Vince, you know, he, he's another really good communicator, really good people person. But just with everything, you know, just going to that next level, you need that help, right? And, th and that might be the learning curve from last season because the one thing we said about the coach wouldn't have had last year was this kind of embarrassment of riches. You know, he's never had such a big roster and had to manage all that that's going on, as well as I'm sure without you, he was having to do all those other things as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how that can complement him and, and moving forward. Okay. One last question for you, Brett. Okay. This is the big question here at the BBL show is if they were to make a movie about you and your life, which actor is playing you? Brett Berman from Pennsylvania. Of course. I was, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You said that goes actually about the said preference from Pennsylvania to be honest with you, but um, who would play me? Someone who's short, about <laughs> five nine, <laughs> lo losing 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 their hair, and uh, I don't know. That's movies. Uh, movies is all about making you look good. Come on, who's your favorite actor yeah. that, that's going to come in there and they're going to think, you know, this guy is amazing. You know, don't let them get behind the scenes. You know, we gotta we gotta show them the real thing. I'm, I'm a big Miles Teller fan, so. That would be the easier answer. Love whatever that. Movie, whatever movies he does, I just always find myself watching them. So big fan, big fan of his. Awesome. That's right. You go big or go home here on the BBL show. But listen, I really appreciate your candidates today, Brett. Like, that was really good to, to get to know you. Um, you know, as I said, it's it, it's difficult sometimes in that GM role for people to see you and hear you and understand what you're trying to achieve. So, um, you know, good luck for the season. And uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again later on down the line. And 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 Drew's really small hands that keep popping out on the microphone are going to uh, maybe we'll get rid of them. That's a little bit creepy, you know, but that is his son below. <laughs> yeah, I know the fans who, who listen to this and won't watch the video version. My wife just literally just dropped him off and said, I'm leaving. So the Balance of a married man. That's you. I'm sure you guys can relate. But yeah, Brett, like just to echo Jay, we really appreciate you getting on. Um, you know, when we first saw that you had took over the role, you know, we were really intrigued just to get to know you. And that's what this show is about, just giving the fans a little bit more perspective. So we appreciate your time today. No, I appreciate you guys. This was fun. I, I enjoy this and hopefully uh hopefully I've earned the right to come back again one more time. I would love to do it. So appreciate Absolutely. You. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll speak to you soon. All right. Take care, folks. Peace.
Okay, great to catch up with Brett there and get some behind the scenes. Really exciting that, you know, they're, they're planning to go big with media and he was talking about, uh, you know, little mini docuseries and things like that. So that's big time. You know, that, like he said, yes. he's not just seeing about Twitter or Instagram. So that was pretty cool. Um, listen, guys, we're, we're getting right back into the swing of things, you know, episode two already. And before we know it, me and Drew are going to be battling it out on the predictions. Mm-hmm. But until then, thank you very much for your ears, possibly your eyes, and I'll see you again next week. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, we're rolling and rolling now, so make sure you guys come and see us every week. Also, be sure to rate, review, and even leave a comment on YouTube. All that helps. All your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, same place, same time on the show. Show. Thanks for listening to the BBL Show. The BBL Show is a 21 media original podcast produced by Corey Mallory with your host, Jay Marriott and Drew Lasker. Keep up to date with the show by following the BBL on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where you can find details on future episodes, events, and fan interaction. Until next time.